What are what episode? Twenty twenty one. One? Twenty one. Okay. I mean, we haven't told anybody about twenty yet, but <laughs> Is this recording? Yes. Okay, yeah, we're Perfect. recording. Okay, here we go. Ready? I'm doing this because I had ribs for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> we need the warm up in the beginning. Oh yeah, the coffee is kicking in. Oh great. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh my eye! <laughs> This is Wide Open with Chris Barant. And <laughs> we're live. We are live. All right, what's up, everybody? Wide Open with Chris Barant. That's me. <laughs> I'm... Ryan McConnell. I'm Ryan McConnell. I got Ryan McConnell and Bubba Sellers. Those of you who keep asking where the hell Kyle is, he's coming. He's on his way. Basically, nah, next week we get to get to get Kyle back. So, um, can't wait for some fun with that dude. Uh, we miss him. So, let's jump into this. Uh, as you guys can see, we've got uh, we got my elk from this year uh, for. You guys watching on YouTube. For those of you who are tuning in on Spotify and iTunes, finally. Thanks, Bubba. Good Jeez, job. Bubba. Almost fired him. <laughs> um, we are, uh, yeah, so check us out on YouTube. You can see see the rack uh, from my bull this year. So that's what, um, obviously what we're going to talk about. Uh, episode 20, we dove into hunting, and we were going to get to the story of this year's bull because, um, again, a lot of people, uh, a lot of you guys asked for Dude, you're a hunter? That's sweet. What what's up? Tell us more. Tell us more. Yeah. And so uh that we didn't get that far. So let's um we're gonna we're gonna get going quickly here because I'm long winded, especially when it comes to the elk. <laughs> All right. Um but so to a, a recap. A recap of uh podcast number twenty, what and in how all of us can relate hunting to snowmobiling uh, most of you guys are tuning in because you're snowmobilers and um you love learning about snowmobiling stuff and so one of the things um that really makes me love hunting is it is a lot like snowmobiling for me uh mm-hmm. in many ways uh both physically mentally we talked about that the challenges of of what hunting uh brings to the table mm-hmm. from the standpoint of you know being having to be physically prepared to hike around in the mountains, chasing, um, these, these beautiful bull elk, uh, and then from the mental standpoint. And so again, how I tie all of that in to the snowmobile side. Of I things. think the biggest thing that stood out for me when you were talking about that was the lines that you choose yeah. related to how you hike through the mountains to get to the, they're yeah. identical. Literally, I never identical. really thought about that. I, I wanted to post a bunch on some of your recent posts about, oh, were you just following the elk? <laughs> and Is that how you made it? Yep. And <laughs> now I, I see the tricks. Yeah. And I think it's funny. Uh, the first three days Bubba was here, I got a call from a buddy uh, who got a bull. And we went and packed it out. And, you know, he literally sent me a pin on a map. And he said, good. I hope you can come find me. And I'm like, in route here we go and i I drug you guys along and and it's funny like you know i when i was walking through that nasty stuff i'm thinking to myself i'm like 
these this, guys right behind me, they're, this is, they're getting this a taste. Snowmobiling. They're getting a taste already of what it's going to be like to follow me on a snowmobile. And sure enough, you once you finally got to me 15 minutes later, you <laughs> you were like, I don't know about that line choice. I'm like, that's not the last, that's not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> Probably not the last time. Probably not either. the last. All right. So let's talk, let's, let's chat. So, um, so this year, uh, the, uh, my archery bowl and, and it's, it's funny I think the biggest thing I took away from this year was mentally I told myself because it was like winding down. I had two days left of the season. I hadn't really got to hunt. I was doing a lot of guiding. Um, I kind of told myself, I don't think this is going to happen this year. And that's what's funny. Those about, aren't words I hear from I you know. All. And because it's – and just like, again, you know, I actually listened to the podcast, um, the one we did. Uh, last time, last 20. time, 20, I listened to it again, just to kind of get me prepared for well, what we need yeah. to talk about here. And it's all I kept thinking about was like, it's so hard. Like it's, it's really hard. And so, you know, again, I only had th- two or three days left to get the deal done. And I'm like, man, this is going to be really, really hard. Um, and there had been a lot of things that stacked up, um, that from a mental standpoint made me think that it was that I wasn't going to be able to get it done. So guiding wise, I, as a guide uh, for hunting, your job is to try to provide as many opportunities to your hunter as possible. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guided to, uh, two people and, um, our, the first one I had, uh, Rihanna for mountain ops oh, yeah. and she had, uh, she had a tough go. Uh, she had some bow troubles. She ended up missing uh, three times. And that's like, you know, she's probably never missed. Uh, she's a really good shooter. Mm-hmm. She, and she's probably never missed three times, like, ever, yeah. uh, you know, on a on a target or whatever. But had some bow troubles. And and so, you know, from a guide standpoint, man, that is tough, right? Like, Takes you down a notch, doesn't it? Ah, man, I'm doing... I'm doing my job. Mm-hmm. We're we're I'm getting we're getting opportunities, <clears throat> and when it doesn't happen, it's like, it's like uh, it deflates you, you know. And then and then so you know, fast forward to my next my next shooter, um, had another miss, you know, at at close range, and it's like, and so you know, I have all of these things in my head, like, oh my gosh, this is again to the to the point of this is really hard. And How so, many people did you have? I had Rihanna and uh, Bo, so I had two. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and so with with that, um, so here I am. Like I, f- I get my day right, or my days, uh, my few days to to get out and go and on your own, on my own. Yep. Um, and and so what? Again, like I was telling you guys, one of the things that's very enjoyable for me, uh, or the most enjoyable part uh, in bow hunting, and you set me up with this question is like, so what? You know, what, what's what, your favorite part? What's your favorite part? Is it full draw? Is it, you know, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's, it's to hear an elk bugle, which tells me I have an opportunity and I'm, I, and you set yourself up to get there. Yeah. Right. Um, and so let's, let's, so here we go. Let's talk about the day. It was a cool, crisp morning. <laughs> Actually, it was windy as hell, which <laughs> the wind is, is your worst enemy when bow hunting it's it's absolutely the worst when when the wind when you can play the wind right and you have it in your favor it is your best friend when it's not in your favor you are going to lose and 
that's how my morning started out. So um, I ended up going to a spot. Oddly enough, it was a spot where I, I didn't really want to go there, but I... <laughs> it's it's funny how I'm thinking about all of this while I'm talking. I didn't really want to go there, um, but I was running a little late that morning and it was a little closer. And so I'm like, okay, we'll just I'll just go to this spot. And ironically, it was where I shot my bull the well, the last year. Okay, so I go in there and um, I get up on this ridge and kind of do the same walk every time to get in there, hoping that the wind is going to be in my favor. And I get up there and the wind is just junk. I mean, it is going, it's just swirling and it's, you know, it's blowing everywhere. And so ended up though, when I get up, get up on this ridge, the elk are, you know, they're going crazy below me and I can hear them and, and I actually can see them. And I'm like, well, I, cause I, again, I've been to this spot enough to know they're, they were in the bottom. And like we talked about, uh, last podcast, when the elk are in the bottom, they're feeding up and they're going to where they're going to bed for the day. And so you're trying to put yourself in the middle of that to hope have them come walk right by, walk right by you. and the, f- the problem with the walk right by you is I'm not patient enough to just stand in one spot for that long so normally I blow it um okay so so I'm up on this ridge the elk are below me and I can actually see them I can't really see the bulls but I can hear them I see the cows and so the cows are always first um to backtrack just a little bit you guys remember I'm hunting um Bear Mountain Ranch um so again you know the misconception when you're hunting private, they're all just tied up on a. We well, just walk out your door, right? <laughs> you're guaranteed to get one. They're on a leash. They're just <laughs> yeah. waiting for you to come by. I think I'll take that one. Too. Yeah, and I I made this statement uh, in the in the last podcast, and I was thinking about it, and like you know, guys, not feeling sympathy for me with this statement of, you know, when there's a lot of elk, it makes it hard even harder and that's the one thing that um that bear mountain has is it has these you know pretty big herds and what big herds mean is more eyes more noses more Mm -hmm. opportunities to get busted and i was thinking about this you know again i had hunted public land for um you know 15 plus years and and that made me that made me love bow hunting and made me, you know, what I was as a bow hunter. But until I started hunting um, or having the opportunity to hunt and guide at Bear Mountain, that's what made me a good bow hunter. And the reason was is because it allowed me to have more opportunities, more opportunities to to get busted and to lose and to understand and know what I need to do better the next time. And, um, and so all of those types of experiences were what happened on this hunt and why it all came together. And again, I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. (laughs) So let's recap. Let's, let's regroup. And and so I'm up on this ridge. I got elk below me. The wind is swirling. I'm not in this. It's not super ideal, but you know, I'm trying to hope that the wind is going to, to work for me. And so, um, I had multiple times where the cows came below me and didn't really detect me. Um, and I could hear these bulls, but you know, that it, it was really thick cover below where they were. I had the, I was fortunate enough to know, like, because I shot a bull down in there the previous year, I knew what, I knew what it looked like down there. And what was driving me crazy was the elk were kind of hung up where I ended up shooting the one last year and they're hung up down there. And all I kept thinking was like, 
man, if I was just right down there and maybe I can sneak down there and every, I did this like four times. I'd peel <laughs> off of the ridge. And I'm like, okay, the wind is good. And I'm peeling down. I'm starting to walk and it would switch. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. I got to get, and, and the cows are right there. And I'm like, I am going to blow this. I'm, yeah. And I did that literally four times. Like, trying to sneak in there but it's loud and you know it's it's loud up on the ridge because it's windy but when you get down in the trees then it's quiet and so when you're trying to walk in the crunch and all that stuff and that's why you know you need the elk to walk by you or you need to be able to call them in but that's the that is the other problem that um that i can't do there is calling doesn't work calling doesn't work because there are there are already elk there and they're already making the noise. So if you call in this particular instance, all you're doing is alerting them that something is like, Something's wrong. Hey, who, Something's close. who's that dude? We don't know that. Dude. We don't like that. Dude. That's not right. Um, and so there's a lot of the spots, um, spot and stock type of things. And that's how I've had the luck with, um, with, filling a tag there is literally let, letting the elk do the work me playing the wind right and trying to get into that that position would you say that the advantage that you as a hunter can have out in the wild is knowing the terrain and territory and the wind directions and the typical you know where they where they go each day where they bed i mean 100%. so 100 so for you do you feel like that gives you because they, they had the kind of, as you said, the, the power and the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And the senses that you mm-hmm. don't have. And and that's their advantage. But you have the advantage of, I've been hunting here for, what, 10 years? Yeah, I so I've been, at Bear, I've been at Bear Mountain for like uh, four years okay. now. Yep. But, so, but that four works. Years, and it's the same, you know, again, elk are, are pattern. Pattern yep. creatures, right? They, they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have these these places that they like to be, and this is one of them. And so that's why I'm hunting there. But just to, to your point, and, you know, again, I... You're going you guys are gonna hear a lot in this podcast of me referring uh, snowmobiling to elk. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things on the snowmobile side of things that that I I mean, I, you know, we I ride my area every day. Mm-hmm. And so I call it home court advantage, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. I know what tree I need to go above or below. Yeah. I know what little spot I can gain momentum. You and know there's a cliff here and you gotta stay low to go around. That's it right. And and so I that's what I love about riding with, you know, my my guys or so either my clients or my or especially like you know thinking about you know kyle and ross and sand and all those guys uh who were rippers and really wanted to just they want to beat me yeah. right every day i love when they're like oh yeah i'm above baran yeah. and that why is he down there yeah. and then Whoa. and then here i go because i knew like here's the shelf here's where i'm gonna get momentum and when they're above me they run into the steep part and yep. they can't turn up and, and i'm i'm that's Peace a out. common failure. It is. Yeah. Yeah. We used to joke with Chase about that even. Yeah. Because he's he's ripping and then he's, I got Chris. <laughs> Next thing you know, I, there you go. I don't have Chris. I so. don't have Chris. Um, okay, so we're back. We're Okay, okay so. we got sidetracked. But, <laughs> okay. but my thinking and listening to it all, not as a as an, a hunter, but just trying to understand kind of kind of the landscape that you've laid out and just thinking about it. Um on the outside perspective, like, yeah, you've got a little bit of advantage, but, but that's the way it really should be. If you're an avid hunter, right? You get to know your areas. It's part of, it's part of the scene. Yeah. Otherwise you just fall in blind to an area, your chances, 
Yeah. Probably significantly less, well, right? Yeah, and that's, you know. Unless you I, luck out. And that's what I, we talked about this in the last one. You know, Kyle was wondering, he he was coming out, he's getting addicted to the bow hunting exactly. deal. And he asked me, hey, where, hey, where, where I should go? I go? Yeah. And I could literally put two points on a map yep. and say, hey, they're going to probably be around here and here. Yep. And, mm-hmm. you know, I asked him, like, so how, how did that go? He's like, that was. Way better, right? I owe, I owe you for yeah. that. And, and I remember, and. I remember in previous seasons, because he, he's hunted out here a few times. Couple, he's two years. Kind of a little bit frustrated and got some good, you know, nature time, uh-huh. but wasn't seeing things. Yeah. Taking so, a walk with his bow. Yeah. Taking a walk. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> happens a lot um, in bow hunting. But yeah. Um, yeah so so to, to your point, I mean, knowing whether it's snowmobiling or elk hunting, knowing the terrain, knowing um, the landscape is, is really important. And so, um, so now we're, we're, we're back. You, 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 you've got the picture. I'm up on this ridge. It's windy elk are below me. I'm waiting for the thermals to switch. Like right now the the air is going down cause it's, it's, it's early in the morning and the thermal of the wind is going down. And as the day as the morning progresses, that sun comes up, it switches the thermals and the thermals come up. And when the thermals are coming up, that's when you have the advantage. However, there's this big, it's, it's the timing of all of that because the elk know this. And so as they're, they're coming up while the wind is going down, they have the advantage, right? So the problem is, is when you're, okay, so like I shouldn't be above them in the morning because the wind is going down. However, if you're below them, they're feeding up and trying to keep up with an elk going uphill is really hard, mm-hmm. right? And and even when they're feeding and they're doing they're doing their deal like so it's it's a really tough balance. So, you know, I'm trying to be kind of to the side of them so my wind is cuz I know my wind is going down but not directly to them though. Not directly to them. The problem is especially with this area is it funnels down into this draw. And so like, as I described, I mean, multiple times the wind was good and then I would feel it on my back. And I'm like, Oh, I'm screwed. And luckily, you know, it was down in the Valley. It was not enough to, to bust them yet. Okay. So the morning is still progressing. I I still can't see the bulls, but they're right there. Like I should be able to see them. They're bugling. They're in the trees. And I'm like, you know, this is where your heart is starting to like, okay. Like, yep. I mean, I have an arrow knocked, you know, I mean, and it's funny cause like you're, you've been standing there playing the wind and that wind in the morning is just, it's freezing. Like I'm cold. My hands are numb. Not moving. Yeah. You're not moving. You're like trying to stay still. You're what you're, you know, you're glassing and, and the elk are on alert. So you're trying, you can't just like, you know, take your backpack off, do a zipper, get another layer on, but you hiked in in the morning. So then you're a little warm and then you sit in the wind and then you're freezing cold. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, you know, all of these, all, all of these things are happening. And so, um, and so my next play is I'm like, I'm waiting for these thermals, but it's just the, the wind is, it's screwing me. Okay. You're and starting so to lose patience. I'm, lo- I'm losing patience. And I, so I, I kind of make a move. I'm like, man, I know where that bull is. Cause I've been down in there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to make a move and go around. And I, and I, so I sneak back out, go up back over the ridge on the backside. And I'm, so now I'm, a, I've gone, I've backed out. And now I'm going to try to sneak around and go back in. And as soon as I get back on the other side of the ridge, I'm good. I've got good wind. 
and I creep up and I go down the ridge and I peek over there to where I think I can kind of sneak down in. And sure enough, that wind, like I literally go over the ridge and the wind is just right at my neck. And there's a, a you know, a small little herd of, of cows down there and they freaking they, you, it's the worst. We, we talk about the crash, but before the crash is the one cow that's feeding and she goes like this. What? Pins you. And you're, and, and you're just, yeah, eye to eye, eye to eye, and and then you sit still, and you're just like five, four, three, two, and yeah. then, and then, and then it takes one, one of, and th- and that's what I'm saying. Like you know, when you have a small herd, you have a better chance. But you know, there was probably seventy cows mm-hmm. in this group, and they're all mm-hmm. just littered through these really thick aspens and pines and, and so here comes the crash. (laughs) Like, I'm like, and then, and then the, the, you know, the, the sigh and Mm -hmm. the head drop and the like, uh, so again, like, like, well, I screwed that up, you know? And the one thing was, is they didn't bust hard. So what, and that's, that is, so, okay. So we talked about a disadvantage of having 70 cows, right? Mm-hmm. But the, here's the thing is they were so spread out that uh, like the one cow said, something's not right. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, so the other one say, okay, she's out. So we should probably be out too. And so they kind of trot, but all the other ones are like, well, what, mm-hmm. what happened to them? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. what's going on? So it wasn't like they exited the County, which, that's the tough thing with a small herd on public land is when they bust. You they bust bail. one? They are like miles. They mm-hmm. can be miles. And that's what's so so goods and bads, mm-hmm. right? And so in this particular instance, so they bust. And so I'm like, okay, well, they didn't bust bad. Now here's my opportunity to get down where I needed to be. I needed to be there in the first place, but I couldn't get there because the wind wasn't right. And so... You know, all the, it's a chess match. Like, so then as I'm walking down there, I'm thinking already, what should I have done that morning? Should, I probably should have come in from the side. I could have stuck in. I could have been literally in the herd with the wind right. But I came in from the top. The wind is normally in my favor up there, but it wasn't but, that morning. Yeah. You know? So, and and again, I one of my favorite things from the last podcast that I chuckled at again was... I know where the elk are. I know where they're going and I still can't kill them. (laughs) And I love that. I freaking love that about elk hunting. That's part of it. It is. Uh, Okay. So, so now they've, they've kind of busted. And now instead of going up to the dark timber where I knew they were going to go bad, now they're going to skirt around the hill and go to a different spot. Kind of know this, that kind of know the general direction they're going to go now too. Okay. So now I'm like, now and it's and it's getting to that point of the day like they're they're done bugling they're wanting to get into their safe place and chill out for the day and so now this is where this is where there's two ways to look at this you either back out and let them let them settle settle and go do their deal right like let them because then you have a really good chance of getting them either that night or the next morning I got three days left to hunt mm-hmm. and I, and to. I, and I need to make a play mm-hmm. and, and that's what, it's a really hard decision. Like if it was earlier in the season, I probably just would have let them go. 
and I would have let them go do their thing. And so they would hopefully be around that same area in the evening, giving me another opportunity. So, but I'm like, nope, I got, I got to go. So I dropped down in there. And then again, you know, when you're in there, like it reeks of elk and and you're literally walking by where they just were. And it's like so frustrating. Right. I mean, literally like, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were right here. They were right here. And I'm like stepping on their track where an elk just was. Mm-hmm. And and so I so I go in there and I'm like, okay. And the wind was doing something completely different. Up on the ridge, it was a disaster. Down in there, it was consistent where it sh- like it should be, but it was kind of loud walking. So I'm like, all right, I need to I need to just stay even with them and I need to go into attack mode. And so this is where like I'm literally, I've got my backpack, I got my bow, and I'm on a trot. I am now running through the woods to not lose them. Mm-hmm. They are, they are. It's been a little bit long enough, so they're they're off of alert now. I mean, they're not like you know, bolting to the next county. Yeah. They're, they're 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 not like ch- like bedding down, but at the same time, it's they're not they're they're in a, a position where I can do something mm-hmm. okay and so like i'm trying to catch up to him and then and then as i you know as i'm sneaking through there i hear a couple bugles i'm like okay so they're right up there i can make my play right those are those little clues that i have to have and i need to have and then and so here's what happened i so i end up i ca- i catch up to the end of the herd and the and what's awesome about and this is what always happens to me. When you catch up to the end of the herd, all you're doing is hunting butts, mm-hmm. right? And you can never, like, you can't. They're, 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 they're moving, and you, and so that's why you always try to get in front of them, right? Yeah. And but that paints a picture. But the bull is most of the time in the back. Yeah, I was gonna say. So that's to your advantage in a way. It right? is, except he's except his butts in your. He's out of reach. Yeah. I mean, and so. And so I know this and I know that. And so this is why I'm like, I got to get even with them and I got to get a little below and I need to, I need to literally go through the herd. So if you got a, a herd here and you're behind them, yeah. butts in your face, yes. so you got to get, you got to get ahead or yeah, to, yeah, to side or it, ahead. Exactly. Right? And so, so here's what happened on, on this one is, um, so I literally, cause there's, again, this was a big herd of elk. I see, I see what's, you know, the elk and they're moving towards where they're going to bed. And I just, I just keep running and I go through and I, I hear some, I can imagine you just, I, and I, cause I'm like, I, cause I'm reading the train, yeah. analyzing what and where I need, I need, if I can get to here and I'm in the middle, then I have an opportunity to, to strike, right? Yeah. To, yeah. to get a shot potentially. Yep. And so I'm running through the herd, busting some cows, but mm-hmm. knowing, like hoping that it doesn't bust the whole herd. And so I get to this position and, you know, and now the herd's pretty anxious, right? right? Like Something's what wrong. is going on here? This gangly, this goofy back. dude running around. <laughs> Seen you before. Yeah. And, and so, so the, the herd busts and for some reason the herd busts and they go up over the hill and two satellite bulls and then the herd bull end up circling back around. So, like so below you, below me, exactly. So they go below me, and what are you thinking here? And so the two satellites bail, and then the big bull follows him, them, and I'm like, like my heart just from it went from like I'm hoping I have an opportunity to like 
oh my God, it's, it is. it's getting close. And so, so, and he, here's what happened, unfortunately, was it start like they're on alert. And so they're not just, you know, feeding. And I mean, they're like kind of trotting around looking what to do. And, but these two satellites walked by a spot that I could potentially get a shot but it all of this is happening so much i mean so here's the other thing that it's all probably happening very quickly right it's, oh it's it's i mean like, i have no time to range they I bust have, they go and you're like yeah i'm right in the middle of this I, what do i do yeah normally you know you need to, you're normally you're set up you're right you've, you've, you've ranged trees yeah. so you know how far mm-hmm. the shot is and all of this stuff and um and so you're you're a little more prepared for what's about to happen that is all so far out the window right now. I'm literally running, trying to knock an arrow while I'm walking and sneaking. I'm kind of caught out in the open, but they're right on the tree line. And I see this spot where they come broadside at me. And I'm like, I didn't have, and I'm like, oh, dude, the, the bull is going to follow the two satellites, the big bull. And and that was the other thing. It was, it was, it was at that point, you know, I wanted to put something on the ground. I wanted some meat. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yes, I like to shoot a big mature bull. Um, but at this point, it's like I'm putting something down and I'm having tenderloins with mm-hmm. my daughter. And <laughs> and so the two five points are I'm like, yeah, you know, they're kind of small. But and then I see the one and I, I kind of got a glimpse of his rack. Um, and I'm like, I, he's bigger than the two, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, that's the one I'm going to to try for and those two satellites they stopped broadside but i still so i'm still focused on on the bigger bull and the bigger bull he he literally so i draw and he comes and stop and and he's walking and i cal, i had a call in my mouth and i cow call and i stop the bull and he stops literally with his vitals with an aspen tree right in front of the vitals mm. and i'm just like and and you know Mother nature and i have and and here's and here's the thing is i'm drawn I have no idea how far he is. He's a ways, like a a long, a long ways. ways, a long ways. Yeah, for like an archer, for yeah. for a shot, you know. When thirty forty, like you're just like, dude, this is done. Where yeah. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> arching, <laughs> I mean, arcing it. Yeah, <laughs> and and again, I don't want it to sound like I'm taking a reckless shot, but it was far enough where I'm like, man, this is like towards the bottom of the pin stack here. Right. And so he, 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 I cow call, he stops behind this tree and then he kind of like, he starts to bust again. I cow call one more time and he stops and he gives me the opportunity. And I literally like, did he get closer? No, no, he he, he went, he went another six feet. And, and so, and I, I just, this is what is so, insanely cool about like i when i think back to all of the shots and and kills and all of that stuff and you know and someone asks you how 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 far was he and like what what you know you ask you details mm-hmm. you literally like i personally i i go into this mode where like i have no idea yeah mm-hmm. like where You're was my where was my bubble at on my site I have no idea. I mean, you should have an idea of what pin you used. But right? when you're in that moment, you have Dude, no clue. Dude, it is. And it the recollection of it is, it's it's just intense. It's one of those, you are literally going off of the thousands of shots that you've done Practice. practicing. And you, 
I mean, it's funny because like nor like to pull back a seventy pound bow, you know, takes some effort. Mm-hmm. When you're in that moment in adrenaline, you don't even remember that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like this set, okay, shoot, and and so I shot, and and so here's where it was far enough that I could, and and he's in. So again, recap. It's it's nine thirty. The sun is up. He's in the shadows of the trees. He's a long ways away. I'm shooting a stick, right? I can't tell what the heck just happened. Yeah. Like, I... You can't even see where the arrow went. I... Yeah, I... And so, I shoot, and he, like, instantly busts. And I'm like... And so, here... So, here's what here's what happened. I shoot. I couldn't see a, a, a hit mm-hmm. on the bull. And, I mean, I am like... I just missed. And so let's recap. Thinking I, that was your chance, right? That, oh, that is that, that was, was, that, yeah, was that was the, the one. <sighs> and so, so I'm thinking, dude, I, I just missed. Mm-hmm. And so here's what I instantly think. I I think to myself for the last two weeks, I've been working my ass off with my hunters, giving them that opportunity to get a shot. And when they miss, you you don't get mad. It's nothing to get mad about, but you get like. Like I said, it takes the wind out of your sails. Like, dude, oh man, and 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 so and so then that just happened to me, and I'm like, I am, you know, I am now that person who just missed, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm, wait a minute, I'm effing livid <laughs> at myself. It's like not making the line, right? Yeah, t- times like ten, five though. times you yeah. missed it. it yeah, it's. Because I could wait to that. It's 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 wor- it's worse. I mean, it is it is because, you know, we just because the thing it's it's funny you say that about the line, but on the line you just turn around and go try it again. Yeah. On the elk, there's dude, no retry. There <laughs> is not, and like that's your one. That was my one time, and I'm just, I'm just beside myself. And now you know, and and this is that that calm moment where. The elk are all gone. Mm-hmm. They were. It was all just madness. Fifteen seconds ago, and now you just kind of want to sit there. And now they're gone. So let me back up real quick. So I shot. He busts, but I could see like he 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 didn't like he hung around for just a minute, and I'm like, oh, because I cow called right after I shot to try to stop him, mm. and he like so he stopped. A, like now he's a hundred and hundred plus yards away. Can you see him? I can see him, but then he trots off and goes down the hill. And I'm just like, mm. it's, a, it, you know. And so I'm like doing the walk of shame for, sh- you know, I got my head down. I'm pissed off at myself. You know, I'm feeling a little guilty for being um, hard on my other hunters who missed, right? Yeah. Like in my mind, I was hard on them. I, I obviously tr- kept the morale good mm-hmm. for them. But as a guide, you're like, Come on, we we need to be better. Mm-hmm. And then I just effing missed, right? And so it really helped me to be have realize a, have ways, a better right? ap- have a better approach mm-hmm. um, for that. And and so and so I'm walking towards. So now well, I mean it's walking all in it, his direction. Yeah, right? well I'm I'm walking towards where I shot. Like oh, I want to okay. I want to go find my Hero. arrow. Just make sure I didn't do anything. Yeah. And I'm walking and you know head down moping. <laughs> and this is what's this is I love this part of the story. So I'm walking up to it and I don't I don't see anything. I mean and it's like dude, 
again, then I'm trying to, like, it just happened 10 and seconds ago. you're trying to ago. replay it. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, where the hell was the elk, and where was I? And so, you know, I'm trying to play that, and I I don't see anything, and I'm just try, trying to look for my arrow. And and I look, so, so I walk to where I shot. The elk busted to my left, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I'm just kind of walking around in circles, and I look to my left, and, like, a ways away, and I'm talking, like, 80 yards away, I see this this light, this ray of light. And this is not joking. This is not like podcast filler material to make <laughs> it sound good. Okay. I see this, this ray of light shining through this crazy canopy of Aspen trees into this one little spot in the grass in the Aspens. And I see, and like I said, it's 80 yards away. It's a long ways. And I see this three foot tall piece of grass that was red. And I'm like, and, and the, you know, it's fall colors. There's red aspen leaves everywhere, everywhere, right? But I'm like, I see this little, this blade, a blade of grass. And, and it like clicks and, in your head. Almost. And it's, re- it's red on the top. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. So I, I walk to that blade of grass and it's, it's blood. And, I mean, you want to talk about a swing of emotions that is something that, I mean, it goes from like the the lowest of lows to not highest of highs because now 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 this is a different adrenaline. Now this is like okay, where did that bull go? Did I hit him good? Did I hit him bad? Like what is happening? And so, so I find that blade of grass, and then so now I, I now I now I'm on the search for blood and not going towards where the bull was going. Now I'm backtracking to see like okay what. Is there more blood? Is it mm-hmm. good blood? And so it, I don't I don't walk another ten feet and I see a pretty good, good pool man. of blood. And then I walk another ten feet and I find my arrow, mm. and it's a pass through, and which means the arrow went through the elk because mm-hmm. I had blood all the way through the fletching lanes mm-hmm. on the uh, and so and I see this big pool of blood and I'm like, and I literally no. outload out, or out loud, you got to be shitting me, you know, like that. This is like, oh my God, I, I might've got it done. Mm-hmm. Like, or, or, or not even got it done. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, now, now we're to the next step. Now yeah. it's like, so this is the part that unfortunately for is, is a part that really is scary for me. The scary part for me, uh, so I see blood. I don't have an elk down, right? Uh, the, the, the best case scenario, and this has happened several times you shoot one you double lung it or heart shot and literally you watch the elk die Mm. right like literally right Right there there. and that is like it is the most you know it's the biggest emotion because Mm. all of it comes together it's like this huge collage of pictures and memories in your head of everything worked Mm. right training getting busted all of the things you did wrong early in the season. And like you, you're thinking all of these things and it, Oh my God, it's like this overwhelming feeling of satisfaction that you did it, dude. Good. Mm-hmm. Your, your great job. You did it. Now I see the blood, but I don't see the elk. Now that's not now. So these aren't the emotions I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Now I'm feeling, did I hit him good enough to harvest this bull the way that I 
picture that I need to, need to do. for me to feel good about hunting. Mm-hmm. Hunting. I could see that being a big emotion and, because, and concern. Because I've lost bulls, and um, it doesn't matter if you shoot with a, a rifle or a bow. Um, it, 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 it will happen, mm-hmm. um, and it's the worst feeling ever. Yeah. And so... So I do what I always do when I, so I, I see blood and I sit there for, for 45 minutes and it's the longest 45 minutes of your life because you're wanting to, you need the animal to, to lay down. Uh, So you don't go after it. Yeah. You don't want to. That's the wrong thing to do. It is the wrong thing to do, but it's the thing you want to do. That's what you're thinking. I mean, you want to go find this thing. You want to go, go get him. Mm -hmm. And so. These 45 minutes are the longest. And so, and this is what's really hard. So, right, I, you want to like, you know, text your buddies and tell them, hey, get ready, we're, we're packing. But you don't because like, what if, what if he's not down? Yeah. Like, what if he's, what if he clawed it up? And yeah, it's the worst. Okay. So, so 45 minutes goes by and I am. I'm just anxious, right? I'm a very anxious person anyway. And so I'm like, okay, I, and I had, and here's, so, and, and I'm also thinking of the, the, the past, the, the couple times where I lost a bull, um, that this same scenario happened. I waited the 45 minutes. I had a blood trail. I stopped at the blood trail. I wait. And then I start following the blood trail. I've had a couple different scenarios. One was I waited long too long and it got hot in the day and that sun hits that blood and when the wet blood is on the ground it's easy to see see when the blood dries up especially in the fall with all the aspen leaves it is impossible you you can't see the blood Mm -hmm. and so i'm thinking to myself this fine balance right like i i i want to be able to see the wet blood but at the same time i don't want to wait so long or I don't want to bust him. I don't want to creep up on him. And because, so I had a big blood pile and then I had the like trickle of blood, like a couple times. Um, I even like, I'm having to do the circle trying to find the next blood spot. And, and it's, this is just as big a part of the hunt is finding them in the beginning. It is. And it's it's the it's the worst feeling you have in your gut like when you not knowing. Not knowing. Yeah, and, I could well, see you're that. on a blood trail and pretty and, soon and the blood like, dries up. You're walking and you're like it was just right there. Yeah. Where did it go? Where did it go? Mm-hmm. And and then you know you're looking up and you're like you don't see him. You don't one. see blood, and I'm like, oh, oh, thank God, there's one. There's yeah. there's a blood spot, and so then you go another six feet, and it's, it's because because here's what's happening when I'm following a blood trail is I'm not thinking about like, oh yeah, this is awesome, it's done. I'm thinking about the two times that I've lost a bull. Mm-hmm. That's what that's the emotion that is in me right now, yeah. and I'm so like I'm literally like praying to God, like, like please, God. please. I hope I did enough to to do Make it this quick, right? to do this right mm-hmm. right okay so i wait my 45 minutes i'm on a blood trail it's wet and i'm going super slow you know i i go slow i can see blood for a little bit i stop i bino up i see if i can see him bedded down or anything and so i do this for um for like i'm 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 30 minutes like so I, i'm not covering a ton of ground because i'm going really nice and slow i don't want to bust him mm. but it is now at the point where he is going further than I want 
it to be right it's it's like i still am on blood but i he should be piled he should up be somewhere down here yeah. somewhere and and so i'm like getting super nervous mm-hmm. right now and and so i go another little bit and now now i'm like literally getting to a spot where so i i told you guys i was in the thick trees and now i i'm kind of getting out of the trees and i can see this big open sagebrush which big open sagebrush means bye bye like you it's going to be really hard to follow blood and once he and if you lose the blood through the sagebrush i mean you have no idea where he's gone and yeah. so i you know i've got my binos up i'm looking through the trees i see this big sagebrush patch and i literally have to make the call i'm like i st- and i'm still on blood but it's not crazy blood it's not he never stopped he never stopped. And, you know, that's kind of one of those telltale signs is if he stops and there's this big pool of blood, you know, it's like it's it's coming. It's coming. It could potentially come, although I've been burned by that twice as well. Like I saw the big pool of blood, but the big pool of blood was there because he stopped a bed and I busted him. Mm-hmm. And then and then the blood clotted up on him and then I lost him. Yeah. So he's at this point, he's not stopped. I've gone quite a ways like half mile like that's a long ways and i got nothing yet and so i've got the pit in my uh, the gut feeling uh, you know i'm just i'm not in a great place right now mentally and so i had to make the call like he's bleeding he hasn't stopped i need to let him lay down and so i made what's one of the hardest calls for me i backed out really i marked it on my phone the last spot of blood mm. and I back out and I go back to the lo- back to the lodge. I didn't realize that happened. So I go back to the lodge and and <coughs> so Kinley, so my do- my family yeah. my family actually it was really cool my family came up that night or the the previous night and um so they were they were hanging out with me and okay. I went out and they were at the lodge and I come back and and you know so then we're telling the story and and it's it's a such a different story, right? It's not a, a like high five and exciting kids jumping on you. It's yeah. me like uh, head down a little bit. I hit him, mm-hmm. but he's not down. He's not down. And so so we do breakfast and I grab and so, so next day no oh, same, same day. oh same day yeah so because I shot him at nine thirty we oh, I gotcha. go back I Late do breakfast. I do breakfast and then I'm like okay let's let's, let's, do go, let's go back out and so I grab. Uh, so Sandy, my wife and my daughter, um, and then I had a couple buddies up there and I come out and, you know, you're driving back out to the spot and, you know, you've drugged these people out. And, and in your own head, you're like, um, in my head, I'm like, I'm, I'm so scared and nervous because I, that's, that's, re- it's a really big deal for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't go to just kill like to shoot something. Not just to kill I, something. I'm trying to harvest something, um, provide, and I'm not going to ki- shoot just to kill something. Mm-hmm. I want to have it be as good of an experience as it can be for not only the animal, but for me. And for me to have it be good, I want it to be peaceful. Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't peaceful at this time. He's on a run, he hasn't bedded, and he's bleeding. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. And I, and so. So anyway, so I go to the last spot. I got everyone behind me and I'm, you know, I'm still creeping. I'm creeping. And, and now, like I told you guys, I'm, I'm, you know, I was close to this sagebrush opening and now I am literally 
60 yards from the sagebrush and and there's this one last stand of these of dark timber like a little patch like literally you know a hundred by hundred patch of dark timber and i'm like this is it if he is not here he is in the sagebrush and i am effed and in your head you're probably like he is he's gone he's got wool i think he's gone you think he's gone i I think he's gone i'm walking (laughs) up to this dark timber praying and I and I kind of dip my head through these trees, and I hop over a log, and he's laying right there, right in the dark timber. And it's just like, you know, this the rush of emotion of like, or, or sense of relief, yeah. it is. And you know, and so, you know, I I'm like, you know, he's down, and and mm-hmm. you know, the people behind me are coming in, and and I and this is what's so fun at this point, and. I haven't even seen what he looked like. Mm-hmm. Like it happened so fast. It, I couldn't bino him. I couldn't range him. Like, did I shoot a dinker? You know, yeah, like, you're trying to replay. What was oh. it? Uh-huh. And, and that moment when you walk up to an elk that you, like we talked about, I did everything right. It didn't feel like it at t- five minutes ago, mm-hmm. but I did everything right. And he's laying here and, and, you know, to touch that animal for the first time. That's a swing of emotions. It's it's awesome. And then and then, you know, I look at the rack and I'm like, wait a minute. Holy wait. shit, he's a he's six a- by seven. <laughs> he's the herd bull. He's the bull that, you know, like that is so hard to get. Yeah. And it all came together. Man. And so and then to have, you know, my my wife there and my daughter there yeah. and to have them, you know, this is that this is the second time my daughter has got to help me break down an animal mm-hmm. and process it. And, and she really truly understands when we cook the steak, like you didn't go to the store and buy this. Yeah. Daddy shot this yeah. with a bow and arrow and I got to help, you know, get the hide off and get the quarters and carry it out and Need do something. All. So oh, it's something she'll never forget. It's, she talks about it all the time. Yeah. And, you know, when we when we eat the steak, it's, or eat the food, it's mm-hmm. just that. You don't just think about eating food. You think about the whole experience, the, right? What happened, yeah. Yeah. right? The whole and, story. And so, you know, on, on the YouTube vid, guys, we'll, um, I'll, I'll have Bubba splice in a couple of the pictures. I got some really cool pictures of, you know, Ken, Mama holding the hide and Kinley with the knife, you know, tra- um, helping us break down the animal mm-hmm. and and it's just you know it's actually my screensaver you know my daughter holding a backstrap uh with with the with the horns in the background mm-hmm. you know it's i i mean it literally like even just me thinking about it and talking about it today with you guys and sharing my story with you guys it's um even if you're not a hunter and this is why i like having ryan mm-hmm. on this one um is you know for me it's I, I've told you guys hunting is the most frustrating, rewarding, humbling experiences that I, that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, that's, and snowmobiling is like that for me as well. Yeah, it can be. But on the hunting side, it's, I think it's harder. It's even harder. Um, and again, that's what I enjoy about it. Well, and that's kind of why I brought up that question in the last podcast about, you know, what's your favorite part? Because I, I think about the times when I've had the luck to harvest a bull. And it is that, it is a lot, that moment where 
you know, you know that you've set yourself up and you can get the opportunity. But like what you said, when you, when you walk around that tree and you see the ball on the ground, mm-hmm. I've cried twice. Uh-huh. It's so emotional. And I think aside from setting yourself up, knowing, like putting it all together, completing the circle yeah, is a, is a really cool feeling and especially to do it with family. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's interesting you say that. I mean, every, on opening day that morning, it's uh, when it's pitch dark and I got my tent on, on my back or my backpack and my bow, I get out of the truck and I get on a knee and I pray to God that this is a successful season um, from the standpoint of I don't want to wound an animal. I want to learn and I want to um, have an, some opportunities. And then uh, when I have, when I, if everything comes together and I get to harvest one, I get back down on that knee and I thank him for the, uh, the opportunity to be able to have such an incredible moment uh, in my mm-hmm. life yeah. and to share it again. I mean, it's, it fam- doesn't get any better sure. than to be able to share it with my family. And mm-hmm. I'm, I can't yeah. wait to be able to, you know, to do that with um, my wife for, with, you know, an archery kill or my daughter or my son. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause it's a very special moment. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I hope you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed, um, this story. I know it's not very snowmobile related, but we had a lot of requests when we asked, yeah, we uh, about, let's hear about your hunting. Let's hear about the hunting story. And, and that's just one of them. And, and, you know, it's, 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 it's exciting for me to, to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you guys can see why I like it and what, how I relate it to snowmobiling. And, um, there's so many elements, the be prepared, be physically and mentally prepared, practice, practice, practice. Don't give up. Don't give up. Failures, learn from them. Have the right equipment. Know your terrain. Which you can say those exact things in our in our world in our of snowmobiling and so so that's it that was uh that was the the 2020 uh archery bull elk story and somehow we did it under an hour um amazing it is amazing <laughs> and i know and actually i really appreciate a, a lot of you guys have said quit worrying about the time we love hearing the story so yeah. i appreciate that um and we appreciate all your feedback and input and ideas yeah We've got a lot yeah, we got a Covering. lot, um, a which lot which sets us up for uh, podcast number twenty two. Yeah. This is one that I'm really excited about. We're going to be talking about uh, technique of snowmobiling and how to be better. It's something that we do on a daily basis here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one thing to do it on the snow, but I know a lot of you guys who don't unfortunately have the opportunity to make it out to our place yet. Um, we're going to do our best to to help you um, with that for this upcoming season because it's almost time. It is November 7th today, and uh, that means snow is... We're on first ride season. I know. It's coming. So, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Um, As always, um, share. Tell your buddies about it. Um, Tell them where they can find it. We're on everything now, right, Bubba? Make sure to subscribe on iTunes if that's what you use. It's a new account, so if you were subscribed prior, resubscribe. Yep, resubscribe. Spotify, same account, right? Spotify, same account. Yep. YouTube. Yeah, share. Keep keep giving us ideas and 
we'll put them in the arsenal. Awesome. So anyway, enjoy, guys, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Thanks.